again to another episode. Hello, I'm Dan from dancefish.com, your friendly fishmonger. Let's see if we can get this started. It's been a long day, so let me clear my head. All right, that's all the meditation I need right there. <laughs> hey, Lumpy Dog, welcome. Oh yeah, doing some emergency water changes. Ooh, hope it's not too bad, Lumpy. Hope it's not too bad. Hey, Thomas. So, did we do it? Can everybody hear me and see me and see the chat? Like, did we get the trifecta? <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal. Hey, Bob, Kaler, welcome, welcome, welcome. Rhett, there was Rhett to go? Hmm. Anyway, Priscilla MKR, good to see you again, Priscilla. I've been checking out some of your stuff on uh, Pinterest. For those that don't know, P Priscilla does some kind of amazing fish art. So if you're into that kind of stuff on your wall, check her out. But glad you're back, Priscilla. Good to see you again. Viola, good evening. Welcome. Good to see you again. <laughs> Thomas, impressive, sir. Good job. Yes, I, I have finally done a live stream startup without any glitches. Most people can do it like in their sleep, but I finally did it. Yay! I'm catching up to the curve, man. Catching up to the curve. You know, it's the, it's the event scheduling thing. I had to, it completely changed how I had to do my encoder and everything. And I am not that tech savvy when it comes to computers. So it took me a while, but we got it. Booyah. All right. Michael Trevino, yo, 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 right back. Glad you are here. Bob Clayton, a reference to the old living color character. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. Isn't that Jim Carrey's big start? Fire Marshal Bill in living color. Heather slash Scarlet Aquatics. Hi. Well, welcome. Glad you are here. It's the first time for everything, says Viola. Yes. And hopefully there's a continuing time for everything. Like, hopefully it just keeps going like this. I think it will. I think I figured it all out. But you never know. You never know. All right. Well, I got a... That's showing me funky stuff. I want to go watch it on the page you guys watch it on. That would be more fun for me. It, they've changed a little bit. It's, I used to be able to see how many people were viewing and other basic information, but uh, I don't know. They, they changed it, so I no we're longer get that information. And other basic no fun information, but uh, yeah, I don't know. They, they I changed it, so I no we're longer get that information. Oh, they changed They changed where they no put fun. it. Okay, the world is good. The world is but, good. Uh, yeah, no, they, they I changed it, so I know we're viewing oh, they, and I other oh, maybe it wasn't Pinterest. Okay, maybe it wasn't Pinterest. Maybe it wasn't Pinterest. Yeah, they, they changed it, so I know we're viewing oh, and other Pinterest. Okay, Okay, how's that? That should have fixed it. Sorry. 
I went to the other stream, to the live view, and apparently that wasn't muted. So that should be fun. Man, <laughs> I guess we couldn't get through one without some kind of technical difficulty. Oh, well. Oh, well. We were close. So that, that fixed it, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Awesome. <laughs> it, it just wouldn't be a live stream without something going wrong. At least I knew how to fix that one. Thanks for letting me know, by the way. <laughs> All right. Cool. Cool. I think we're good. Excellent. Well, I don't know how you all have been. Hope you're all doing well. I'm tired. I am still recovering from yesterday. Yesterday was insanely busy. I packed fish for 10 and a half hours. No joke. That includes a trip to the post office, two trips to the post office, because we couldn't take it all in one load. And I'm still tired. (laughs) It was just a long day. But it was great to get that many fish out. We cleared out a few tanks almost completely. Still got a ways to go, though. So for those that are looking, there's still like massive sale going on at dancefish.com. I assume that the folks that are watching that that wanted to buy something, if I have something on there, you would have bought it by now if I had what you wanted because the sale has been going for a little while. But what I'm trying to do is clear out my fish room, clear out the tanks, so that I can get an order of killi fishing from Nigeria. And I think in, in a couple weeks, I'm going to be able to do that if things keep going okay. So just to make you aware, there's a huge sale at dancefish.com. Super cheap stuff. Um, like Roseline Razaboras for, I don't remember, six, seven bucks, something like that. Um, Angelfish for like five bucks, seven fifty for the bigger size. Just, just really good, really good prices. So if you're in the market... I've got stuff. Anyway, that's the plug. Um, So that was my day yesterday. And then today I had to get up super early for a meeting. And then the person didn't show to the meeting. So, oh well. Um, And then after that, my kids had a talent show at the school. So I went and saw a whole bunch of kids do a whole bunch of like singing and dancing and playing instruments and drawing and other stuff a hula hoop trick girl who did a bunch of hula hoop stuff. That was kind of fun. And then after that, I had to go film. So they're, they're making a a promotional video for my city to promote the performing arts in Sheridan, Wyoming, which is fantastic because Sheridan, Wyoming has some awesome performing arts, but I, they asked me to, to do some of that. So I had to show up and they videotaped me and interviewed me and stuff. And then I had a little bit of a break watch some Bill Nye Saves the World, and then I am here. So that's been my day. It's been a couple days pretty much nonstop, but this will chill me out. I love doing this. I love talking fish with you geeks and geeking out on fish stuff. It's great fun. So today, any questions you have, any comments, it's, it's free form, but I'm always especially interested in if anyone's bred anything or how any breeding projects you told us about Uh, in the past are going. I'm especially, especially interested if the person who ended up getting eggs from the anchor catfish, if they let us know if anything happened there, how that went, because that's a species that I've never heard of being bred before. And I'd love to hear how that went. Um, Last week, there was some other stuff. I, I remember someone had bred some rhinogobius and told us about that. 
But there's some other stuff being bred too. So I'd love to hear updates about that. If anyone's building a fish room or a system, anything like that, I can help you with that. I've built several fish rooms and I finally built one here behind me that I actually kind of like. So <laughs> all that stuff, but any general aquarium uh, topics are just fine. Oh, if anyone here went to the American Killifish Association convention this last weekend, I would love to hear about it. I was so sorry I couldn't go, but that's something that I would love to hear about. But any fish-related topic is fair game, so let the madness begin. All right. All right. JH Aquatics. Hey, JH, welcome. Glad you are here. You, you came at the perfect time. You missed the inevitable technical glitch. It was very short-lived, but there was one. So, welcome. <laughs> HC. Hey, HC. So your fish are in the mail, man. I can't wait to hear that how they come. So this is the life of a fishmonger. So I send packages and then I'm like anxious until, until I hear how they arrive. So please, if you get fish from me, just please take a second to let me know if they got there okay. Because <laughs> I don't know, it's like a nervous parent or something. Um, Heather Nielsen slash dash Scarlet Aquatics. Woo, there's a lot of fish on the move. Yeah, it was. So to give you an idea, it took over 10 gallons of water to pack all those fish. So, you know, the, reduce that to a little bag with a fish in it, multiply that by over 10 gallons. It was busy. And it might have even been more than 10 gallons because the system kept refreshing itself while I was packing. But it was something crazy like that. It was heavy. It was it was heavy carrying all that out. Yeah. <laughs> Priscilla loves Joseph. We all do. Little love to Joseph. HC, thanks for the hard work. Excited to get those fish. Man, I'm excited for you to get them and I'll finally sleep again if, if everything gets there in good shape. Done pretty well. When this is all over, I'm actually going to do a recap for you guys and tell you exactly how many fish were sent, um, how many of those arrived in good shape, what percentage was successful, all that. Just, just to kind of break it down so that so you have an idea of what it's really like. And the other thing is I haven't forgot, everyone that's asked, I have not forgot to make a video about the shipping bags, where to source them, the heat sealer, where to source it, the oxygen, where to source it, all that stuff. Some folks have been asking. So that video will probably be the one that I make this week. So a little later this week, that should be going out. That's the hope. So hopefully tomorrow I can do it. Well, we have some birthday stuff tomorrow, um, so it might, be, it might be Friday. But that's the goal by the end of the week to have that video out. And I think that'll be informative. I'll kind of go deep into the nitty-gritty of it. So anyone interested in shipping fish, hopefully it'll help you out. Everyone else is going to be so boring for you. Um, oh, one other thing. Yes. So people also have been bugging me about making a T-shirt, so I finally did it. So if you go to Teespring to Dance Fish, I think it's available till Friday. So if you want a Dan's Fish t-shirt, there's two. One is black with the logo on it, and one is white with the logo on it. And that's as deep as I went. Um, I bought myself a black one because that's, well, obviously, <laughs> kind of everything goes with black. It's safe, so I choose it. So anyway, if you want a t-shirt, they're at Teespring at Dan's Fish. So you're all invited to do that. If you want, I think they're $21 is the Teespring price. 
And it's my very first time doing that. So I didn't make any adjustments or anything. I just like figured out how to put up the logo and, and get it done. So it's done. It's basic. Like I didn't know how to like do campaigns all fancy or anything like that. So hopefully, hopefully it's, I don't know, is a little bit of a learning curve. I thought when I did it, that Teespring would just like, I would just make a shirt and then it would just be available on their site. I didn't know that there was like a limit of time and a campaign thing and stuff like that. So anyway, I think it's available till Friday if you want a t-shirt. Enough of all that stuff. So let's get to some chat here. Oh, do I need some mods or people or people acting up? All right. I need some mods. <laughs> all right. How do I make someone a mod? Oh, this is interesting. So I need a mod. Did I just, did I just make someone a mod? I'm trying to make you a mod HC since you, yeah. So HC, I think you're, or JH, sorry. JH, I think you're a mod since you said I need mods. That's what you get. JH, the first mod of Dance Fish. If you don't want to do it, just let me know. I'll take you off, but you're on there now. Priscilla, hello to HC. All right. It's dancefish.com. Yeah, that's my website, dancefish.com. Yep. JH, sounds like you're living your dreams. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, there's nothing better than, than sending out a ton of fish that I think are pretty cool to people and then hearing that, that you know, they got there and they're in good shape and everything's fine. There's nothing much worse than sending a bunch of fish to someone and hearing they didn't make it fine. But in general... Yeah, in general, I love what I do, for sure. Heather, saying hi to some folks. Saying hi to some folks. All right. Let me scroll because I lost the stream or the thread, the chat thread. The other Bob. <laughs> Bob Kaler. Finally started first tub of mollies and swords. Awesome. That's great. Uh, what plants did you do in there? I'm curious. So I assume you're talking about outside summer tubbing, as they call it. And just curious, what's the setup like, Bob? Uh, is it filtered? Do you use aeration? Do you have plants? What size of tubs do you use? Things like that. And also, like, how do you decide where to put them? I assume like the south side of a house so they don't get too much sun and overheat. I don't know. Anything, anything like that would be cool to hear about. Your method of summer tubbing, Bob, if that's what you're doing. Thomas has been sorting endlers today. Cool. How's that? So you're, are you going for a specific strain? I can't remember. I think we talked about this a couple live streams ago, but is this the one that are you like four generations in and you're going for something specific? Thomas, re refresh my memory. Priscilla, trying to bead, <laughs> trying to bead, trying to breed my limias. Have to buy more from you. Watch that video last week. Great. Yeah, they're so fun. Like that tank is full of fry. There are hundreds of fry in that tank. Like they breathe like crazy. I think the secret, um, if you're trying to breathe them, Priscilla, for me, the secret has been two things. The secrets, I suppose. There's, there's a couple that I've found. One is if the tank has a whole bunch of floating plants in it, I just use water spray because I can't kill it. Then the babies will grow up right in there with the parents if you want them to. And so it's just about several times a day, you know, 
mashing up some flake food and sprinkling it on the surface or grinding up some pellets or throwing in some baby brine shrimp, things like that. So the babies can eat several times a day. And if you do that, they'll grow super fast right in there with the parents. The other thing I found is when I do separate them, which I do because then I can really, um, really maximize their growth, feed them a lot, like with rapashi and things. If I feed rapashi in the parent's tank, then the fry tend to get outcompeted for the rapashi because the parents will just mob it and it's hard for the fry to get down and get some. So that's why I do those floating things. I'll grind up flakes or pellets on the surface really small. And then the, then the babies have a chance to get to that. But once I separate the babies, then I can pretty much keep food in front of them constantly with rapashi. That works really well. But what I have found is that they do much better in an old established tank. And I think the secret might be mulm on the bottom. Because I tried a couple times when I first did it to raise them like I do the other live bearers and the other fish in this pretty clean little five and a half gallon tank. And it's a darn clean tank. And each time they would just gradually, really gradually waste away. And I have no clue why, because I fed them a lot. I kept the water super clean. But one time I was like, okay, this isn't working. I'm going to try something else. I didn't know what to try, but I put them in a 30 gallon tank. So a bigger tank with some plants and stuff and a nice layer of mulm on the bottom. And I treated them the same. Otherwise, I don't think I lost a single one and they grew super fast. So that's something I noticed. I I had trouble raising them in really clean conditions. And by clean, I don't mean like the water wasn't chemically clean. I just mean there was like grunge and mulm and stuff in the tank for them to eat. And they, they seemed to like that a lot better. So something to keep in mind if you're trying to breed them. All right. So Priscilla, I hope, I hope you breed them. They're, they're pretty awesome. And one of the nice things about limias is the fry come out pretty big. They're, they're easy to feed. It's just about giving them the food and they'll, they'll eat it. They're, they're hearty and they're big. Bob Kaler says limias are growing like little piglets. Yeah. Good. I'm glad to hear it. (laughs) Mine are too. HC, water wizard, that's right, is the one to breed the rhinogobius. Water wizard from the Netherlands, I think. So water wizard, if you're here, um, we would love to hear how they're doing. And I need to check out your video too. For everyone that was interested in that, I think water wizard told me that he posted a video of his baby rhinogobius, uh, which are the white cheek gobies, the, the genus name for that. Oh, Heather, that's awesome. So Heather says, I finally have female scarlet baddies, so going to try to breed them. Heather, I hope you do, and I hope you can breed them. I tried to get female scarlet baddies, but I would go to the wholesaler and pick out all the, like, you know, just beige-colored ones that didn't have any color, hoping they were females. But every one I got ended up being a male that was subdominant and so had female coloration but was not in fact female. So I never got to try breeding them. So I hope you truly did get females and man, I hope you breed them. Um, That'd be fantastic to hear about that. Hugh Aquatics, I love your Airstream. My camper? My RV? No, I'm teasing. I'm glad you're here, Susie Q. Glad you're here. (laughs) Michael, I'll be building a fish room in a little over a month. Awesome. Awesome. I want you to tell us all about it. And I I hope you do videos or pictures or something. 
because that's something I could geek out on forever. That's exciting. I don't know. It's one of the funnest things in the world to plan it and build it and get it together. And you get to do it how you want. So that's cool. So I'm assuming, Michael, you're probably going for, is it like a Pleco breeding facility? Is that the idea? And is it like a basement or a garage or, or what's the kind of what's the starting venue for the new fish room? Flynn, hello. Welcome, Flynn. Hope Canada weather is treating you well. <laughs> Turbo, what's up with, with love and guppies? <laughs> love and guppy emojis. Awesome. <laughs> Man, I've never seen that little guppy I think it's a guppy. Maybe that's a goldfish. Maybe it's a goldfish guppy hybrid image. Anyway, I've never seen that before. That's a cool little image. JH, what are your favorite bags? So for me, I've used several kinds. I tend to not use breather bags anymore. They're great. I just think they're a pain to work with. And so I don't. I know a lot of people do. And they can work well if you do them right but you have to really educate yourself on how to do them right. There's a way to do it and every other way doesn't work. You have to leave a cushion around the bag so the air can flow through. You have to, to comply with postal regulations. You have to figure out a way to double bag them so that if there's a leak, it's contained. So that's the part that always brought it to a grinding halt for me. I could never figure out. So I tried doing that and I just, I had losses. Like the air exchange wasn't as good through two layers of bag as it was through one. Right. Which makes sense. So, but I know people that do it. I just, I kind of, I kind of gave up and it, it tends to be for me, it's, I don't know, the process isn't as appealing, I guess. So what I tend to use is just normal old plastic bags I like four milliliters because I like them to be, you know, pretty tough. So a spine doesn't pierce them and they're less likely to have a leak. I always double bag and I make sure that I use a heat sealer and, and seal it multiple times. So for me, it's just your normal, what is it? Polycarbonate. I don't know the, what the plastic is. And I get it from a shipping supply company called Uline. You can probably get it at like Harbor Freight too. I buy them in quantities of at least a thousand. So you have to kind of buy a lot at once to get from those, those places, but they will sell to the public. So anyway, that's what I like a four milliliter bag. Um, I do use, and it's usually a, I want to say it's like a, a four inch by 12 inch bag is what I tend to use because I can bag the fish in there and double bag it all using one bag with the heat sealer. So I can kind of chop the bag in two and double bag a single fish with a single four by 12 inch bag. My, maybe it's 14 inches. I think it's 12. But I also use pleated bags because they have a, not all the time, but for some fish I use pleated bags because they have a nice flat bottom. So for Corydoras, they're great. For taller fish like angelfish, they're great because you can put more water volume in there. And for larger fish like a large rainbow fish or a larger um, roseline barb or something like that, that pleating just gives you more water volume. And so for larger fish, they tend to work well. But anyway, usually it's normal old 
Um, normal old bags. JH. Oh, I'll get to that in a sec. I, I missed some, so I'll get to you in a sec. JH. Um, people saying hello. Lumpy Dog, my bumblebee platies, one of my favorite platies, they're awesome, are throwing all black fry. Oh, all yellow. Oh, <laughs> and all types of yellow and black patterns. Now I want to isolate all black strain. I need more tanks. <laughs> Don't you always? <laughs> so that's cool, developing an all black strain of platy from the bumblebee line. Yeah, let us know how that goes, Lumpy. That's That sounds kind of cool. Kind of cool. Uh, Mob Guppy. Hello, hello. JH, Dan needs some mods to help with getting links out. Yes. So, JH, you are a moderator. <laughs> and I'll throw, I'll throw a couple more in every now and then. Um, at least I think you are, JH. Yes. You now have a blue wrench. You have the power. <laughs> All right, so that's the first time I've ever made someone a mod. Another first, check. <laughs> the next first will be the uh, live stream with zero technical difficulties. I can't wait to check that one off. <laughs> Just for fun, welcome back. Hey, good to see you, Nick, right? I think, if I'm wrong, sorry. What's up, everyone? Hope you're having a great night. Happy to be here, fellas and felistas. <laughs> well, welcome. Dank is here, uh-oh. As always, it's about to get weird. <laughs> JH, we might need you. Just kidding, Dank. I'm, I'm always glad you're here. Sorry, I'm taking my shoes off because my feet are hot in this fish room. Ah, got him. Got him. Mob Guppy, speaking of logos, where do I find logos? Oh, sorry. My mind went to logos, Africa, because I'm working on this import from Africa right now. <laughs> speaking of logos... And it's, I think it's Lagos, Africa, too. I'm way off. Anyway, speaking of logos, where do I find one to build a logo for me? Like the Rolling Stones tongue. Well, you can go to Fiverr and work through that. I went to GIMP. So I downloaded this free. Okay, I'm a total cheapskate. All right. So I didn't want to pay for Photoshop. So I found a product called GIMP which is open source, which you can download for free and has a lot of the functionality of Photoshop. It's maybe not as sleek, but you can do most of the things. So I got GIMP, G-I-M-P, and uh, downloaded it and it works great for me. So that's how I made my logos in GIMP. So that's what I would suggest. By the way, while we're on the topic of free software, if you're trying to, if there's something you need, you can usually, if you do a Google search and say, like photo editing, open source, video editing, open source, you can usually find products that are safe <laughs> for one and have pretty decent functionality for free because they're just, you know, part of the community uh, endeavor being open source. So my video editing software, Shotcut, is what I use. And I don't use most of the functionality because I don't know much about video editing, but it I know enough to like, you know, cut out stuff and splice it together and throw in some sound and things like that. But Shotcut can do a lot more than that. It's free if you're looking for that. Another one that I found that I really like is OBS, which is like 
open broadcasting software. That's what I'm live streaming on right now. It connects with YouTube. Obviously, it's not super intuitive. I'm not a software knowledgeable kind of guy. Like computers just confuse me. But I've been able to kind of figure it out. Watched a lot of YouTube videos on it. But there's some free things that I found that have really helped me as I've tried to make thumbnails. That's too, buddy, which you do pay for. But um, I, I designed them a lot of the times in GIMP. Uh, broadcasting on open broadcasting source, I think is what it's called, OBS. And um, shortcut for editing. So if you're looking, there's some ideas. So anyway, Mob Guppy, that's how I made my logo on GIMP. Totally free. Priscilla, don't mod me. Okay, here we go, Priscilla. No, I'm joking. I won't. <laughs> All right. I'm going to, um, I'm not going to take requests for mods, but I'll just uh, every now and then throw one in. I feel like, I mean, we got 26 people watching. I feel like everyone here probably deserves to be a mod because most people here have been here repeatedly and I can't make everyone a mod. So maybe like every 25 people add a mod, something like that. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know anything about the politics of modding. Um, all right. HC. Cool. Good. <laughs> Corey boy. What's up? Hey, glad you're here. Corey boy. Welcome. <laughs> Peter Thiel. Welcome. Good to see you, Peter. All right. Corey boy, my key peacocks laid eggs. That's great. That's awesome. Peacock gudgeons, I assume. Could be like peacock haps. I assume we're talking about peacock gudgeons. But that's fantastic, Corey. Um, could you tell me about it? Is it like in a pipe, in a cave? Are you leaving them in there to incubate with the parents? Are you removing them? Like, give us some details. JH, hey, JH, put a, look at how useful are mods. Okay, you're all mods now. <laughs> a link to the, to the Teespring where you can get the Dan's Fish t-shirt. Thank you, JH, I appreciate that. Priscilla, other Bob has good taste in fish, puffers and limias. Yep, I, I don't know which Bob we're talking about. I assume Steen fought because of his puffers and lineas, but I could be wrong. Well, it's more like rainbows, but you know, you all know who I'm talking about. All right. Sorry. The thread jumped on me. Found it. The other Bob. Oh, that's who you're talking about. All right. I'm going to get back with it. All right. The other Bob floated some large wisteria mats, duckweed. Okay, so this is Bob answering the question about how he does his tubs. So he floats some wisteria mats and some duckweed. He doesn't have a filter so far on the deck, out on his deck. Gets four to five hours of sunlight. Water temp made it to 75, so the fish were introduced. Cool. All right. Let us know how it goes. Hope at nighttime it stays warm enough. HC, nice modding, JH. Yes. See, I always thought of mods as, like, people that, like, you know, throughout trolls and if someone was came on and just started you know being a jerk would kick him out stuff like that i never thought of mods as like that's all negative stuff right i never thought of mods as like a, the positive side of that i don't know what that says about me but <laughs> that's why i've never made any before because i never had a problem yet with trolls or people you know misbehaving 
But yeah, mods can do all kinds of things, can't they? I don't know why that didn't cross my stupid mind. Oh, well. Um, Priscilla, I am half Haitian, so the other Limias are my destiny. Yes, yes. Well, I have I have the two. I have the uh, Nigrofasciata, and then I have the Perugier, too. And I still have Perugier. I raised them here myself. They're F1 generation, and they just dropped their first batch of fry a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. So that tells you kind of how old they are. So they're young pears. They're in great shape. They're even accustomed to my soft water. So if that's one that interests you, they're kind of super cheap right now at the website. Just saying. Um, JH, I'm a slacker. Your box is right here. I promise it's coming. Just procrastinating. Oh, okay. So JH is waiting to send dank something. Gotcha. Priscilla, do you feed the green soylent rapashi to the limias? Yes, but I cut it with community. So what I've found with this Soylent Green, which is, again, Al Rapashi, man, one of the best names for fish food ever. Soylent Green is people. Anyway, hopefully some of you know that movie. <laughs> and I'm not just sounding like an, an insane person. But so Priscilla, I, I do feed it to them, but it's half Soylent Green mixed with half community. So when I make up the Rapashi, I mix them together when I'm making it. So it comes out looking like Soylent Green, but it has half the community blend in it. And the reason I do that is because they do need some protein. And because I found that the Soylent Green itself is not very appetizing to most fish. Um, if I had like Trophius, I'd probably feed just the Soylent Green. If I had, you know, some dedicated algae eaters, but Limias, they do eat a lot of algae but they also are kind of an omnivore that needs a, that, that has a heavy plant diet. So I feel like by mixing the Soylent Green with the community blend, I get them what they need. Um, yeah. Let's see here. Peter Thiel, Omega Splendens. Yes, have you kept them? No. What is your experience with them? Not a ton. Um, my fish godfather, Jim Forche, kept them in his fish room. And so I took care of them for quite a while because I would, I would go over to Jim's house every week or two and clean out his fish tanks. And in return, he would send me home with a bunch of fish. But Mecca Splendens isn't one I ever kept um, myself. In my experience with his, they were hardy, they bred. It was just a self-contained colony. It was in a 30-gallon tank, I think. And they just bred enough to keep the colony numbers up. There was some Java moss in there. The top was coated with duckweed, I think, or maybe we put it in there and they ate it. I can't remember if that's why it, I'm thinking of duckweed with that tank. But sorry, I, I don't have a ton of experience with them, at least not recently. That was when I was a teenager, so it's been a while. But what I do know is I think they're awesome. I think they're gorgeous. I think they're unique. And if you're going to keep a goodyid, it's probably a good one to start with because they're pretty hardy and pretty simple to find. They're one that you can generally get a hold of. Those are my thoughts. Sorry, I don't have more on that, Peter. Thomas. Yes, I'm trying to get a yellow body. Okay, so Thomas is line breeding some endlers and he's describing his project to us. Yes, I'm trying to get a yellow body with iridescent blue, a black tiger pattern, and a teardrop tail. 
Yeah, 225 from seven pairs. <laughs> That's why they're called Endlers. Endless Endlers. That sounds cool. Which generation are you on? And how close are you getting? Like, are you at 25%, 50% success, 90%? Like, how, how true is the strain proving to be? Turbo, Emeka's awesome fish. Yep. Yep, from my experience, but again, I've never kept it myself. Priscilla, oh yeah, that's what Greg Sage told me. Decent amount of nitrifying bacteria. I'm sure that makes total sense, but I probably just skipped something. So not quite sure, Priscilla, what you're saying there, but I'm sure it makes sense to everyone else. Um, HC Emekas are definitely popular nowadays. Yeah. And they have been for a long time, actually, um, at least 25 years. Ever since I've been doing fish, you've been able to find Emeka Splendens. Michael Trevino, Dan, do you like short shorts? <laughs> so Michael Trevino knows that I'm a theater guy. That's uh, one of the things I do for a living is I produce theater. So of course there's a reference to Greece in there. So Michael Trevino, I only like short shorts on you, buddy. Only on you. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> Dang tanks. <laughs> Nair for short shorts. Jeez. <laughs> that just sounds painful. It's painful enough nearing the top of my head every day. I can't imagine nearing down there. Peter. Thanks at Turbofish. Have you kept them? Yes. Oh, I should have mentioned this. Anyone who's kept a Mecca Splendens and has experience, please chime in so we can help Peter out. Sounds like he's planning on getting some. Turbofish, negative Peter. Aw, have other goodies at the moment. Traded my first Sedins for Mechas, then they died. Oh, well, <laughs> it's a horrible way to end the story. <laughs> anyway, anyone else has kept a Mechas, let us know. Q Aquatics, Air System. Um, is that a comment to someone who's asking a question? Are you asking me about my air system? And if so, are you talking about the air system that powers the fish room or the air system that I use for shipping? Uh, just curious. Don't, don't have the context, Susie, to answer that question. All right. Michael Trevino. Yes, Plecos. Okay. So Michael's going to build a fish room in about a month. And we expect a lot of videos, Michael. We, we want to know. So... Yes, he's going to do it for Plecos, probably start in the basement, then move to the garage. Yeah. And then the living room and then the bedroom and then the kitchen. And pretty soon your tub's taken. So you shower on the lawn. Yeah, I know how it goes. <laughs> I know the narcotic that is the fish room. <laughs> JH, Dan, do you heat your room or the tank? So JH, I heat the room with, let me see if I can do this. This might not work with this. Uh, oh, that's bad. Hang on. I don't know if you can see this. Yeah, there you go. But that's a gas furnace. And then below it is a air exchanger for heat retention. Um, so that's my system for heating the room. And then I have a couple of Vornado fans in the other side of the room on each corner that I have at a slow speed. Hope everyone didn't get like dizzy watching that. 
uh, that I have on a fairly slow speed just to just to make sure the air circulated enough. But central heat's the way I've done it for a long time. Before I had this, I used to heat my fish room, like the last three or four fish rooms, with just a, a like oil-filled electric heater that you can find at like Walmart or online or whatever. I found that the oil-filled ones were probably more efficient than the ones where you see the heating element. And I felt like they were safer because the element isn't exposed. So this is the first time I've heated with a gas furnace. Always until then, it was an oil-filled electric heater. And before that, before I got to that point, it was each tank individually, but that is not the way to go if you can help it. Now, a lot of us, that's what we do because we don't have a ton of tanks and the, the cost makes sense and it's fine. But once you get to a certain point, it's totally inefficient. So yeah, I definitely heat the room. V-Stag. Hello, Michael. FYI, Jeff Rose is going to be on later than normal tonight. Must be baseball season for Jeff Rose. Cool. HC, interesting notes on those breather bags. I'm trying those and running into the exact issue. Yeah. So the problem with breather bags is if you don't have to mail them in the post office, you don't have to double bag them. But if you read the post offices, oh man, my camera never got it quite right after I put it back after showing the furnace there, that might be okay. But if you read the post office's guidelines for shipping fish, shipping animals, and there's, they're, they're there and they're very clear, then they need to be double bagged. And I have yet to find out how to double bag breather bags successfully. I even tried doing all individual bags and then I bought these big breather bags that I used as box liners. I mean, they sold them as box liners, but it never worked. In fact, I had a horrible situation where I tried shipping, I don't know, a few hundred killifish to a store. This was years and years and years ago. Um, and did it in the big breather, use the big breather bag liner in the air didn't exchange properly. So that was horrible. So I don't know. But then again, I know a lot of people that use them. In the killifish hobby, it's very common to use breather bags. In the live bear hobby, it's very common. And I have shipped fish successfully in breather bags that I was really concerned about. So like Fundulus catanatus, I used to breed and raise those. They're a beautiful fish, a native species, but they need a lot of oxygen. So I, I tried breather bags because I was wanting them to have enough air and I thought that was the best way to do it. And that worked, but I didn't double bag them. That was before I knew much about the regulations. So yeah. Anyway, if you follow regulations, I found it almost impossible to use breather bags. Okay. Hangar. Hey, welcome, my Wyoming neighbor. Hope you're doing well. 75-gallon barb community tank is coming along over here. Rosy barbs are ready to move in. That sounds awesome. That sounds great. And, man, let me know how those fish arrive. I'm on pins and needles till, till they arrive. But that's great. Awesome. Yeah. Barbs get a bad rap, I feel like, in this hobby a little bit. And it's because they're aggressive. No, they're assertive. So they outcompete other fish for the food if they're kept with slower fish. And they can be aggressive, so they can nip fins and things. But if you keep them 
with the right fish or even just a tank of barbs, man, they're stunning. Like these Odessa barbs I have that are, they're just, they're so gorgeous. They're colored up. They have a broad red stripe down the side and they just glow. I mean, they're fantastic. And the clown barbs are just fun. So I don't know. I love barbs, but I think they get a bad rap. I think we just have to be careful with what we keep them with and then they're fine. So hanger, I'm, I'm, can't wait till that gets done and I'd love to see pictures of it. All right, lumpy dog, proper term is mil or mils. Is it a measurement of the distance, i.e. bag thickness? Yes, four mils equals, yeah. Oh, did I say? So first of all, thank you for correcting us. The, the, me <laughs> the metric system expert, lumpy dog from across the pond. And if I didn't say, oh, cause I said milliliters, which is a measurement of volume instead of mils. Yeah, okay, I get it. Lumpy Dog, thank you for correcting me. So when I said the thickness of the plastic, it should have been four mils, not four milliliters, which is volume. Yep, got it, thanks. <laughs> Everyone's saying hi to V-Stag, including me. Hi, V-Stag. All right, let me find, let me find. It jumped on me, I'm looking. Okay, where are we? Here we are, I'm finding it, almost there. I don't know what it is, but every now and then the, the chat just jumps and takes a second to find it again. All right. So JH says he uses GIMP. Yep, I found it to be fine. I, Heather, very cool, GIMP is good. All right, hey, it's free. So to me, it's been fine. See, I wouldn't know enough to know if it wasn't. I'm sure that if there is someone that what they do for a living is graphic design, they could like geek out and be like, well, it doesn't do this quite right or that or the other thing. But for someone that isn't totally deep into it, I don't think you would even notice. I, I mean, it does everything I've needed it to do so far. Just for fun. Yes, Nick. <clears throat> Sorry. Good. I'm glad you, I got your name right, Nick. Sorry, been very busy with work, but glad to be here. Oh, no worries. Don't, don't. Yeah, I totally get it. Trust me. I know busy. I, I understand. Not a problem. I'm glad you could make it too, though. There's always the replay. JH. <laughs> yeah, he just answered my question by complaining how hot it is in, in, in his room. And I missed that. Oh, because JH heats his room. Got it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> no, I, I do have to say, people ask me a lot, why don't you keep plecos? Why don't you keep discus? And one of the reasons that I don't usually bring up when I'm asked that, but one of the reasons is when you have to keep your fish room at 86 degrees so that the water temperature stays at 84 degrees because water temperature is generally a little cooler than the room because of evaporation, even if you have lids, it's, it's miserable. It is miserable working in a hot fish room, especially if the humidity is high. So that's one reason I haven't, I haven't done that. And since I like to heat the whole room, I've kind of gone with cooler temperature species. I know, I know, Michael Trevino, it's no excuse. I know. <laughs> I'll have to get plecos eventually or there'll be like a mass riot. <laughs> HC, cool, check GIMP out. Yeah, do it. Um, if someone could link, if a mod, because now we have mods, could link GIMP, that would be fantastic. 
Michael Wilson, Ryan Agobius, Duo Spillis, Dad Guarding. All right. Dad Guarding his Wigglers. White, yeah, the White Cheek Gobi. Water Wizard has vids of his fry too. That's awesome. So, Michael, that's a fish that I still have yet to spawn and raise the babies, and it's on my list. And one of the reasons I got them this time is because I was hoping to set them up to, set them up to spawn, but just life got in the way. It's just been so busy that that's one of the species I didn't get to. Um, but that was that's why I got them. I wanted to spawn them. So I'm so happy you did. Could you tell us a little bit of the parameters, like temperature, hardness, pH, any parameters you know? And also, what's the setup like? Is it a community tank? Are they in a small aquarium of their own? Did they like dig a pit under a flat rock in the sand? Or do you have little caves in there? Or are you using like a half inch PVC pipe? Kind of could you just a few of the details would be awesome. I know they aren't too difficult to spawn, I don't think. I've just I've just never I mean, they've spawned in the tank, but I've never actually raised the babies. So that's fantastic. I, I think that's that's really fun. White cheek goby spawning. Thomas, Gimp and Blender reminds me of when I was a game designer. There were a ton of tutorials on YouTube. Yeah. So what's Blender? That's something I'm not familiar with. I'll have to check that out. Dub Rexy21. Welcome back, Dub. Glad you're here. Hey Dan, small update on my betta fighter fish breeding project. All right. They're eight weeks old, not exactly small anymore, roughly an inch with color of parents coming through. That's fantastic. That is great. Bettas, I mean, they're easy to spawn, more difficult to raise because the fry are so small. So Dub, could you tell us how did you get them through the first week? Like, what did you feed them? Um, did you remove the dad from the tank or did you remove the fry from his tank? Mostly, what did you feed them? Like, what, what got that going? for you because that's the trouble they're so small they're like these transparent little slivers with dark little heads <laughs> they're hard to feed dink is watching a k-pop documentary mob guppy thanks for the thoughts yep yeah, you're welcome you're welcome hope they're helpful michael i'm the world's worst mod laugh yes <laughs> i can imagine michael and dank with mod powers that could that could be really fun <laughs> I'm just kidding. You guys would be fine. <laughs> Bob Kaler, Dwayne Kitchell makes almost everyone a mod. Yep. Well, you know, if I was smart, I would, because then, then you'd have to come back because you're a mod. So you'd have to watch the live stream, right? <laughs> so make everyone a mod and everyone will keep coming. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Priscilla. I always get mod and then I feel guilty if I don't drop a link. Well, Priscilla, I know you're a mod on a bazillion other uh, channels, so no worries. I'll let you not be a mod. You can just relax and enjoy and you don't have to work. How's that? <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Michael, why am I not surprised dank? Oh, about the K-pop documentary. Okay, going to move on to some fish stuff. <laughs> I 
<laughs> Except for Dank. That's funny. I can't even respond to that horrible spelling in Michael Trevino. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when Dank and Michael get into it, there's something about those guys that just cracks me up. Anyway, back to fish. <laughs> JH is an awesome mod. So far, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cory Boy Aquatics. I removed them and the egg tumbler. And yes, peacock gudgeons. Oh, okay. So you remove them. You're using an egg tumbler and they're peacock gudgeons. Cool. Oh, and they're, they're from the ones I sent you? Awesome. That's fantastic. Well, that's quick. They spawn fast. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that, Cory Boy. I'm glad that worked out. I had someone else email me last night. No, the day before. I was too busy to respond yesterday because I was packing like forever. But he asked me Monday if he's like, I really want to breed peacock gudgeons and white cheek gobies. And I was like, man, I like literally just sold out. Like, yeah, like just a couple days too late. But I'm glad I'm glad you got them. I'm glad they're breeding for you. That's awesome. Thomas, I've been meaning to get a puffer. I kind of want an Amazon. If I did puffers, it would be Amazon puffers. Yes, for sure. The other, some of the others get too big. The pea puffers, they're mean. But Amazon, since you can keep them together in a community, that would be the species for me, for sure. And I've got like a bajillion snails, so I could feed them real good. But yep, I'm not, I'm not there yet. But eventually, I think I'll end up with Amazon pu puffers one day. <laughs> When I get plecos, right? <laughs> Priscilla, do they interbreed with nigros? I don't know if the Limia perugiae will interbreed with the Limia, Limia nigrofasciatus. I do not know that. Yeah, I'd just be guessing. I would, I would just be guessing. I have a feel... Okay, here's my guess. <laughs> I have a feeling that if you kept both sexes of both species in the same tank together, they probably prefer to breed with their own species. That being said, fly bears, those males, I've seen them go after kind of anything. I've seen them try to breed with like zebra danios and with all kinds of stuff. So maybe not. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say I don't know Priscilla because I'd hate to steer you wrong. Um, Priscilla, how long is your sale going? Broke till Friday. Oh, I'm sure it'll be going past Friday, Priscilla. Basically, it's going until I've cleared out almost all the fish I have. Because what I'm trying to do is empty the tanks so I can get this new order in. I've got a collector in Africa that's standing by ready to send me a bunch of cool killifish, some cichlids, some tetras, and ghost cats just because they're awesome. And so in order to get them here, I need to make room. So that's why I put that sale up is just because I'm trying to, it's a literally a clearance sale to clear stuff out to make room for a bunch of cool fish from Africa that I'm working on. All right. So yeah, I'm sure we'll have some stuff till Friday. HC Aqua, do you use morning wood? It's so hard not to, not to like want to make funny comments and rude jokes when you read certain Alan Rapashi food names. Um, I don't, cause I don't have any plecos, but I know a lot of other people do. So pleco keepers here, anyone here that uses morning wood, would you let uh, HC know if you do? It sounds like 
the HC could use some information about that. Priscilla, Thomas Perkins, I got a group of five. They are awesome. Oh yeah, the Amazon puffers. That sounds like a good time. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure out what to do in the display tank I'm gonna put behind me so that you don't see you know, this mess, <laughs> this beautiful white column and this beautiful irrigation regulator that I use for the water change system in back of me. So I'm gonna put a 125 gallon tank back here. And I've been debating what to put in it. And I thought about Amazon puffers, but what I think I'm gonna do is put some of the Platinum Angels in there just because they've been kind of part of the Dance Fish channel for so long. And because the tank's painted black, the bottom and the sides and the back. And so I think that those will really pop in there. So I'm thinking like, like an all like Platinum tank. So Platinum Angels, maybe Albino Corridors Aeneas, maybe a couple other like stark white fish and just make it white fish on a black tank. I don't know, I think it might look good. At least it'll pop so you can see it behind me during the videos. So that's what I, that's where my head's at today. But then sometimes I'm like, no, some like brightly colored rainbows or a school of like fired up Odessa barbs or a bunch of like Lamprichthys tanganicanus, a big lamp eye killifish from Lake Tanganyika. Um, I don't know, but I keep settling back to the uh, platinum angels that I have here just because I think they'll show up so well. So that's the thought. Anyway, I think five Amazon puffers would be spectacular. And like one of the few puffers you can keep in a community. So fantastic. Alrighty. Yeah, Dank says the sale goes till they're gone. Yep. So I think I think it'll probably be a couple more weeks and then I'll probably be pretty much out of fish and I'll just consolidate the few I have left and then free up the tanks and go for it. Yep. Thomas, I just made my own gel food. All right. Peas, green beans, spinach, tilapia, shrimp, beef liver, garlic, and yeast. Man, that sounds like, sounds like a typical TV dinner. <laughs> and they seem to love it. Yeah, that sounds like a great mix. It's a good part protein, good parts spinach, yeast for some good B vitamins. Right on. Did you use like regular gelatin for the gel or did you use like seafood, like seaweed, like auger? Curious what, what the gel was. Or like, did you just sometimes shrimp themselves if you blend them up can kind of create a gel? I don't know if you did that. Dink, he's trying to make room for new import. Absolutely, Priscilla, that's what I'm trying to do. JH, there you go. Thanks, JH. I appreciate that. Priscilla, no one buys limias <laughs> till Friday. I can't get new fish, but no one said I can't add fish I already got. <laughs> I'm not getting new fish. I already have these. I just need more of them. I like it, Priscilla. I like how your mind works. <laughs> Priscilla, you're behind a bit moment past. You said mom on the bottom. <laughs> JH, are the Platinum Angels brothers and sisters? I don't know. I bought a big group of them from a wholesaler. So the odds are that they aren't because usually the wholesalers are buying from farms and the farms are just breeding many, many pairs together and then throwing them in a big vat and raising them all up. So I don't think they are, JH. That means, yeah, so like I'm comfortable breeding them. 
I, I would totally breed them. In fact, I, yeah, I've kind of fallen in love with them a little bit, which I didn't think I would. I mean, I like angelfish, but <clears throat> I didn't think I'd fall in love with them. But so yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to end up breeding some of those. Maybe, maybe. Dink, I know the narcotic isn't the fish room. You found me out, Dank. You found me out. <laughs> Thomas, third generation, I'd say 40. Per- okay, so Thomas's Endler's Project. He's on his third generation. They're breeding about 40% true. Yeah, for three generations, that sounds good. And pattern is a little wonky. I have a few come out red, white, and blue. Yeah, all right. So it's the American flag, Endler. <laughs> Bob Kaler. <clears throat> air system versus air stream. Oh, got it. Okay. I got it. I understand now. Yes. I like his air system and I want to install one in my fish room. Okay. (laughs) I got you, Susie. I understand now. Sorry for my uh, (laughs) thick headedness. Let me die. I know it's summer in Michigan when I can smell the chlorine in the water coming out of the tap. Oh man. I know what you're saying. No worries. I, I always age my water. Yeah. There's, there's a few times here in Sheridan too, where I don't know what they do but I I can smell it. Like I turn on the tap and I'm like, Oh, must be that time of year. Yep. Good times. (laughs) And good, good on you for aging it. That'll take care of, well, as long as it's chlorine and not chloramine, but I think aging tap water, if you can, if you have the room, if you can age your tap water a day and just aerate it or move it with a big pump or something for 24 hours or so, before you do your water change, that has solved so many problems for me doing that. I don't do that now in this system. Uh, the carbon blocks, though, do a great job. But before that, before I had the carbon block system, I used a big water storage container. is like 300 gallons. The biggest one that you can get and have it fit through a doorway. And when I did that, it just fixed a lot of things. Before I had the water storage container and I could age the water, it was always a little risky doing a water change. I'd use like a python, connect it to the, to the tap or use a hose or whatever and put it straight in the tanks. And the biggest noticeable thing was all the micro bubbles that would form over everything. And what that is, is nitrogen and other gases that are dissolved in the water under pressure. And as soon as that pressure is released, you know, it comes out of the hose into your tank, then all that gas expands and forms all those tiny little bubbles in the water. You've probably seen it. It'll coat your glass and coat your fish and things. And it, not always, but it can kind of irritate the gills and irritate the skin a little bit of the fish. So once I went to the aging process, that, that solved that. I never had that problem again, which is, which is nice. Now, not everyone can age the water. Not everyone can do that. And so, so that's fine. I'm not saying it's something that has to be done by any means, but I just found it, it definitely helped. It helped with stability. It helps not have problems if I did a majorly large water change because the water going into the tank was already stabilized from being aged. So, yep. Good on you for aging your water, lumpy dog. Thomas. Anybody have experience with Rickia moss? I got some as a hitchhiker and I like it. I love it. It'll form these dense, dense mats and it's fantastic 
for breeding surface dwelling fish, like all kind, like lots of kinds of killifish. Rainbow fish will use it. A lot of fish will use it. And it's also great cover for tiny little fish fry. It just has so much surface area. It's like the Java moss of the surface. Now it will grow so compact that it'll cut the light coming down. So you have to be a little careful because it can starve the plants that are trying to grow under it. But if you keep it under control or if you're not worried about that, it's a great surface floating plant, especially for breeding fish and for raising fry. Because of all that surface area, they have tons of stuff to pick on. So I love Rickia. I just have to keep it under control because it's so dense. Now, I know some people hate it because it, it can take over, but it's easy to remove. I mean, it's on the surface. You just grab it and pull it out, right? That's, so it's always been fine for me. I've never had it like infest the rest of the aquarium. Yeah. All right. Michael Wilson, Emeka Splendens, hard water. Yep. Most good yids. Lots of Java moss to graze on. That's the setup. Cool. And lots of water changes. They don't eat fry and are heavy feeders. Also an endangered species, so pass them on. Ditto for Limia perugiae is in trouble in Dominican Republic. Yep. So, yeah, I think... I think in general, for goodyids, it's hard water and clean water because they come from some environments that are pretty clean, like mountain streams and things like that. So I totally agree with that. Cool. Thanks, Michael, for giving us that info. HC tells Michael that'd be a great video to watch. Cool. Hangar. For my logo, I drew it out with pencil and paper, then used Photoshop to color it in. Yeah, absolutely. One nice thing you can do and this is totally legal, by the way, is you can find an image online that you really like. If there's a certain fish, for example, that you want to use, and you can cut that out and then you can just totally alter it, you know, strip away the color, change the color, alter it enough, and then it's fine to use as your logo. If it's kind of unrecognizable, there's actually a percentage of pixels that have to change for it to, to be considered uh, that it's not under the copyright of the original image anymore. And I forget the actual percentage, but it's a trick. If you need something and you have trouble drawing it yourself, you can kind of use that as a template, I should say, to create something original from. So GIMP does that very well. So like my logo with the, um, that's a aphiosimian or a chrome aphiosimian. They have a totem from the location Funge that's jumping out of the Dan's fish logo. That's a picture I actually took Then I threw it and just did a silhouette of it. And, you know, you could use that base silhouette and color it all kinds of ways or do whatever you want. So, yeah. Alrighty. Okay, where are we? Let me find where we are in the chat. Hang on, it jumped on me again. Ah. <laughs> All right, cool. Oh, yeah, so Hangar was talking about logos. Cool. JH Aquatics for the huge clearance sale. Thanks, JH. Man, JH, you're working so hard. I feel like I have to pay you or something. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Dubrex21, thank you, thank you. It was difficult at first. Remove dad within two days. So Dub is talking about the, the beta breeding project. <clears throat> he told us about this a few weeks ago when he first started. Um, remove the dad within two days. I was not prepared, but just used crushed up fluval pellets. Cool. I got around 15 to survive. This project has given me 
a lot of positive um, experience, I suppose. Remember, this is my first time. Yeah, great. I'm glad that worked for you. So finely ground pellets is, I guess, what you use. Um, for those that want a great fry food in the form of like a food, a pellet or a powder, golden pearls are fantastic. You can buy them in a size which is five to 50 microns. So it's a fine dust basically. And I have great luck starting rainbow fish with that. I haven't tried it on bettas yet, but I'm sure it, it could work. But with rainbow fish and other tiny, tiny fry that feed at the surface, it tends to work really well. It's pretty inexpensive. I think you can get a pack of it for like $8.50 at kensfish.com. I think it's available at uh, brineshrimpdirect.com. I don't know if Doctors Fosters and Smith has it, but anyway, Golden Pearls, the five to 50 micron size, that stuff is tiny and a lot of little fish can eat it. <clears throat> so Dubrex, I'm so glad you raised some. The first time I ever bred them, I didn't raise them. It took me three or four times I was like 14 figuring this out, but then I remember I finally raised one and it was by accident where I put them in the breeding container and they spawned and it didn't look like anything had happened. So I removed the parents and then a couple, I don't know if it was a couple months or a few weeks or whatever, but later, significantly later, I walked by the tank and I was like, Hey, there's like an inch long bed in there that had just been like, surviving because it was full of plants and stuff. And so that's how I raised my first bed of spawn. <laughs> Success of one. So you're doing way better than I did when I started. <clears throat> All right. Janet, welcome back. Can you call me so I can ask some questions? Janet, if you email me, We'll talk about that, okay? Dan at dansfish.com. So send me an email and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk. And, and I haven't forget forgotten to make that video on sourcing bags, um, the heat sealer, all, all that stuff. So that kind of getting in the details of the shipping stuff, the supplies. So I haven't forgot. But yeah, pop me an email so it gets in my workflow. Otherwise, I'll probably forget. Dubrex. Oh, I already read that. Hangar. What I like is the irrigation regular. Huge tank will be sweet. Go with the barbs. Yeah. Yes, yes. Regulator. Irrigation regulator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right here. There it is. It's all backwards. It's like a mirror. Yep. It's, it's a beautiful view, isn't it? I mean, how many live streams feature such an extraordinary view? <laughs> so ugly. I've got to get something else back there. Go with the barbs. Maybe. I'm still thinking of the rainbows, but that's today. Could Tomorrow could be something else. Priscilla had six originally of the Amazon puffers, I think. Um, so Thomas is using for his gel food that he's making. I asked him what kind of gel he used, and it's the regular old gelatin, the old chicken byproduct. Cool. And it can't get the moss to grow floating. Are you talking about the Rikia? I couldn't stop it from floating. Huh. I don't know. Keeping it crypto. What up, Dan? Late to the live stream tonight. Yes, you are. And you will be severely disciplined. Nah, thanks for being here, crypto. Glad you're here. HC, Rikia? Hmm, easier to grow floating than on the bottom. Yeah, that's been my experience too. 
Uh, Thomas, if you're talking about Java Moss, yeah, that's hard to get floating. That won't float. But the Rikia, for me, that's how it naturally wants to be. So I guess that begs the question, uh, Thomas, if what you have is a moss that doesn't want to float, maybe it's not actually Rikia. Maybe it's something that looks like Rikia or is similar to Rikia, but is not in fact Rikia. I, I don't know. But if it doesn't float, JH, if you change the image more than 75%, it's legal. <clears throat> there is a law. I'm pretty sure it says 75%. Yeah, there's, there's some metric and a quick Google search would find it. But just be aware that, that you can use images as a source or a template from which to build. Yeah. But it really does have to be altered quite a bit. And, and you would want to do that too, right? I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to show someone else's work as your own. So Priscilla, I was just kidding, but all his fish right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peter, JH Aquatics is a heck of a moderator. I know. I know. I seriously feel like I should be paying the guy like a, not hourly, like full salary. I mean, this guy's going. <laughs> Priscilla, if you're on Facebook, Dan, send me your address. So I am. Um, it's You can find me under Dan's Fish on Facebook. And I, um, hang on, I'll find it and, and link it in. Um, oh, wait, I've got mods for that. Mods, can you link in my Facebook address? <laughs> that would be awesome. If you can't find it, let me know and I'll do it. But I think it's just Dan's Fish on Facebook. We'll take it to you. We'll take you to it. Or if that was taken, maybe it's Dan's Fishes. I can't remember exactly. I think it's Dan's Fish. All right. But Priscilla, just so you know, you're, you're always welcome to contact me through Facebook or through YouTube or whatever. But the best way to get a hold of me is dan at dansfish.com because I do keep up on that. I don't keep up so well with Facebook and uh, YouTube. I respond to comments. I try to do it every couple of days. Sometimes if it's a busy week, it's once a week. So Dan at dancefish.com gets it in my workflow for sure. Just putting it out there. All right. <clears throat> Priscilla, jhisthebomb.com. <laughs> Pay the man. <laughs> Priscilla, 25 watching. Hit that like button, folks. Yes, thank you, Priscilla. Let's see here. Oh, 24. Oh, now we really need the like button. Ah! <laughs> All right. Priscilla says, oh, yeah, HC, finally I'm not on mod, and then I act like one. <laughs> it's an ingrained habit. You can't help it. <laughs> Corey boy, thanks for the stream. Catch you later. You're welcome. And I'm so glad to hear that the... Uh, the peacock gudgeons I sent you bread. That's fantastic news. Glad to hear that. Water wizard. Hey, water wizard. Welcome. We were talking about you earlier. Um, reminding folks that you have a video up about the baby rhinogobius. So glad you are here. Welcome. Thomas, about the plant. It floats. It just doesn't grow on the surface. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I wish I could help you, Thomas. In my experience, it, I can't keep it from growing at the surface. It's not like bad like duckweed, but yeah. So if anyone else has any advice for Thomas trying to get Rickia to grow, um, let us know. Let's help him out if we can. HC Aqua toss out Rickia regularly. Yeah, that's been my experience too. 
Priscilla, I hate writing emails. All right. <laughs> I hear you. Just pretend it's a Facebook post. No, <laughs> You can contact me through Facebook. It's fine. I'm just warning you that it might take me a little while to get back that way. And it's just because I don't, I can't be like, if I obsessively kept up with every platform out there, I'd go nuts. So I make sure to check my email all the time. YouTube's a priority for me. Facebook's kind of third. And then Instagram, people have been asking for, it's, it's going to be a bit before I can do that. One cool thing though that I did this round on Facebook is, as I was packing fish, I would occasionally take a picture and post it up there uh, for the person that I was packing that fish for so they could see their fish getting packed. I didn't do it with all of them or even most of them. It's just too busy to do that. But every now and then I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to take a picture. So that's something I'm going to do as I pack, just occasionally throughout the day packing post pictures on Facebook. So you can like see your fish getting packed. I think that that could be cool. All right. Water wizard. Hi. Now I'm curious. Yeah, it was all good stuff. Water wizard. All good stuff. (laughs) Priscilla, then you send me your address. Okay, I'll do that. I will send you my address for sure. For sure. Water wizard. Hi, Dan. Well, hey, again, could be something else. The mystery plant. Um, there's an app for the phone call messenger works like a charm for the phone called messenger. I have it. I have it Priscilla. Okay, Priscilla, (laughs) you win. Message me through Facebook. I'll get back to you. (laughs) Hang on. I'm going to take your email address, Priscilla, and copy it and paste it somewhere like a Google doc real quick so that I don't forget. I'll put it in my Gmail right now. And then I will remember to email you. Cool. All right. So we've just about reached the bottom of the chat, which means it's about time to shut down the stream. So if you have a comment or a question you would like to get out there before we shut down, in a couple minutes here, we're going to shut her down. Um, I know that Jeff Rose Fishkeeping is doing a live stream tonight. Not quite sure exactly when. Um, he's got some, he does baseball this time of year, so sometimes he starts a little late. But if you're wanting more fish live stream action, Jeff Rose is going to be live, if not now, pretty darn soon. So cool. Let's look at the last one here and then we'll shut her down. Water Wizard, we'll watch it later. Have fun, y'all. Late. And cool fish emoji. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for hanging out for another live stream. We do this every Wednesday at seven o'clock PM mountain time because mountain time's got to represent a little bit, right? Huge sale at dancefish.com t-shirts at teespring dance fish. So if you're interested in any of those things, please check them out. Other than that, thank you for hanging out. Thanks for like helping me have a geek out session with fish. It calms me down. It makes my week. I appreciate y'all being here. So, all right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night, and I'll see you next Wednesday. Bye.